0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Casual Watch Talk. Well, I'm very glad to welcome Mike France back onto the show. Mikey, thanks so much for joining us. Always a pleasure, Sam. Thank you for inviting me. I feel like we spoke recently, but since we last spoke, the... There's been two British prime ministers. So, by my calculation, I've not spoken to you <laughs> for eight years. Uh, well, hang on.
1: I, I, I didn't check before I came on. There may, be, may have been three by now. It's <laughs> hard, to, hard to keep count. I'm speaking to you just after your uh, triumphant return from Wind Up
0: in the Wind Up Watch Fair in New York. And I didn't get to go myself, but seeing some of the pictures, and I was constantly getting messages of people that I did know that go there. The stand looked impressive, but but how was it on the ground for you?
1: Uh, it was a, it was a brilliant show. I mean, I think um, in, in fairness th- to uh, Warren and Wyand, I think they always put on a uh, on a terrific f- uh, show. Um, this was in a um, in a new venue for them, much bigger than um, the previous venue at uh, in New York. On day one, the morning of day one, people were queuing outside, uh, probably a three hundred yard queue. Um, all the way back to Seventh Avenue from uh, from where the um, where the venue was. I mean, quite incredible, uh, and it was full every minute of every day through Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, it was just astonishing, and I also took the chance to go and um, visit Watch Time for a couple of hours, um, which was also um, simultaneously on in New York, as you know. Um, very different sort of vibe in that show to to worn and wound but uh, i think because uh, we were considering thinking about maybe next uh, next october being in both um simultaneously as well but um frankly uh, having been to watch time no that's not something we'll we'll now do it's um i suppose uh i would characterize warn and wound worn and wound is completely full of genuine enthusiasts there is no barrier between you and the the customer it's about holding watches wearing watches talking watches whereas the the watch time vibe is very much um uh, velvet rope luxury um and uh, that just doesn't fit uh, fit uh, what we're about really so um we decided having been there um, any and it was like deserted uh, when we were <laughs> as well so i think um Windup Up is a brilliant show, and uh, I would encourage anybody who can get to any of the, uh, the events to, uh, to, to make the effort. I think the next one is in San Francisco in April. Um, Chicago, hopefully, will uh, come again in July, and then, of course, they'll be back to New York uh, next October. And talking to the guys, um, you know, I think... Uh, a wind up London would be absolutely brilliant as well so um hopefully that's something that uh, will happen further down the line but a brilliant brilliant show um and uh we we were we were busy we were busy I'm I'm only just getting my voice back you might I hope your uh, your audience can you can sort of hear me okay but uh, it's a uh, three days of non-stop talking is um <laughs> it has an impact on the voice yeah. last time we we spoke it was at the
0: launch of the Trident three hundred Pro. I was at the time. I managed to get a review copy of that. I was blown away by it. How was it received by when it was actually released by the by the watch loving community?
1: Um, not to uh, not to exaggerate at all, but um, it has uh, completely changed our view about uh, trident forward it has been that successful um so as you know we've spoken about it before sam we're working on a uh, may 24 um sort of relaunch of trident it would be the t4 evocation of trident i think the overwhelming success and it really has been an overwhelming success of um of the 300 will lead has led us to rethink what that might end up looking like and i i think it's fair to say the 300 certainly um will be a uh, an important template for how we move into t4 it will be there for a long time the 300 it has been quite incredible the response to it
0: i managed to get the green which mm-hmm. i, I love the green before i saw the green in person i think i would have just naturally gravitated towards the blue but is there any early indications of which was the the leading dial choice did did people go for the, the green one, or I mean, the white one also looked yeah. The uh, yeah, the
1: the um, white is uh, white is the the, the biggest color uh, thus far. Yeah. I mean, these things can change over time, but white is white is romping. Uh, they are they're all good, um, but white, white is the biggest number. That is followed by very close between black and blue, and then green comes not far behind them. Green is also uh, a bigger mix than we anticipated it would be. As is the 38 millimeter. The 38 millimeter has uh, a much bigger mix than we thought, and we'd enhance the mix from um, anything the 600 had, primarily because this trend towards slightly smaller cases is is, is ever continuing. And from the evidence we have of the launch of um, the 300, that certainly seems to continue to be the case as it were. So, so, uh, and we're now already because of its success, we're planning to build out the collection of the 300 um, you know people will not be surprised to hear that you know perhaps bronze is on its way at some point in the future perhaps sapphire dials may be on their way and we've just uh, we just created something covering a dial combination that I think will um, which it won't be launched until probably July of next year which um, is going to be stunning so yeah, it's, it's one of those. It, um, we thought it was going to be big and good because of the early response from people like you who'd seen it and the fact that we'd essentially sort of tried to create the perfect dive watch by consulting people like um, our forum, as you know. So we'd built in some pretty big estimates, but it's fundamentally um, beaten anything we had um, in our heads. And that's, as I say, meant that we've had to rethink um, what T4 now looks like because this is really big so yeah, pretty good and, and it was really, really great to uh, show you know, people uh, over the weekend uh, that hadn't uh, seen it in the metal the 300, it was certainly uh, certainly of the watches uh, on, uh, on show and there were quite a few, but uh, the watches on show I'd say the 300 was, was the most requested to be seen and shown and talked through uh, and um, we took a lot of orders for it as well, which was great. That
0: that bezel, it was yep. something else. I know, I, I know, a wax lyrical about it in uh, in the review, but that was a that was a triumph. Uh, one watch that I don't need to ask you whether it was a success or not, because by the weight of images that ended up on social media, was the the multicolored um, or the the different colored dial, the the, the smaller Sealander. So, uh, of all of those sold
1: now? No, not quite. There's a few reds still hanging about, and a couple of green. Uh, The yellow's gone. The blue's gone. I mean, yeah, it was uh, the blue went within days, as you know. Um, Yeah, you you had a bit of a a Rolex moment with that, didn't you? Because I noticed
0: (laughs) that that was that ended up on eBay for a few sneaky sneaky (laughs) people Uh, trying to uh, trying to capitalize on that one. Absolutely, uh, and
1: and uh, and a bit of a scoop for you. Um, I can't uh, tell you that. we are releasing a 39 millimeter version in the blue pre-Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, oh. um, so, um, that's going to please a lot of people because, uh, I mean, you know, the, the, the waiting list for the thirty-six mil in blue is just, uh, you know, we, and they're not going to be, uh, because it was limited edition, they're not going to be uh, able to receive one. Um, so hopefully a number of them will, um, Will be delighted to hear that there's a 39 millimetre on the way, and all of the other people who might prefer a 39 millimetre. The blue was um, was just astonishing. Had you predicted that? I think you predicted that, didn't you,
0: last time, or at least you had a strong feeling yeah, that that yeah. Lucerne blue might be there.
1: yeah. For once, we got the uh, we got the order of uh, the colours right uh, in terms of what we thought would sell: so blue uh, fastest, followed by yellow, followed by uh, green, followed by red. The Acer red is the slowest, although I think the Acer red will. Um, pick up significantly as we get towards Christmas great Christmas <laughs> oh
0: yeah yeah absolutely and then a- another thing that we that has happened since we last spoke was the the re-release of the 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 military watches yeah the series a, two with... yeah yeah yeah
1: uh yeah and uh again uh perhaps no surprises to anybody the the new um Sandhurst particularly in the bronze is the first time we've done um a bronze case of the Sandhurst. Ooh, uh, very, very good. Um, and the Cranwell, which is probably the largest of the redesigns um, of uh, versus Series 1 has also been, um, been a uh, resounding success. Albeit uh, over the weekend, um, lots of people were visiting to see the Dartmouth and we um, took uh, quite a, a surprising uh, number of orders on the, the Dartmouth. I think... What we've learned is that um, because it's based on the aquitaine, um, you've got the uh, the Sapphire um, bezel. Um, seeing is seeing it in the metal is uh, is 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 very evocative for people. Um, as hard as we try to communicate via photography um, the beauty of the watch, it's when people have seen it that they kind of sort of instantly fall in love with it, um, and. Um, as the days weeks have gone by the sales of the exchange just keep building and building as more people are reviewing it commenting about it um, so yeah so the the series the military um series 2 has uh, gone down um, very very well but as i say the sandhurst which was the pick of the um the uh, the first series uh, is again you know just um just doing really well, people love that uh, that watch and this the
0: bronze one's the first time that you've done a bronze bracelet with it as well. I saw a few images of that.
1: yes, uh, we've introduced the bronze bracelet, which is uh, I mean as you know, very few people do a bronze bracelet. people love it it looks brilliant on the wrist um, of course it's um, it's not entirely um, only ultimately for the um, for the uh, the sandhurst there's a uh, a new watch coming out in January um, which um, it was particularly designed for.
0: Okay well let, let's definitely get on to the the main event here because I've only I've unfortunately well not fortunately and unfortunately I've only seen a, a couple of images of this watch I've, I, I was kindly sent the press kit but I, but just the few images that I've seen just absolutely spectacular so this is the the bel canto which i believe you were certainly showing at windup to a select few
1: yes we uh, we <laughs> we had a couple of uh, a couple of watches with us at windup it wasn't um, wasn't on open display because uh, as you know uh, we don't launch it until the beginning of november um so photography was uh, seriously restricted um uh, so um it was almost uh, taking people into a back room and uh, showing them um I have to say, well, what 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 can, can I say? It? I've I've actually got one on my wrist. I don't know if anybody can see it, but um, yeah, um, this is this is the Belcanto. Um, it is our first um, our first uh, entry into the world of making sound, um, an audi- an audible indication at the hour. It's a full striking watch. Um, it um, chimes on the hour every hour in the key of D. Which is important. Um, it's the okay. Be- bel canto translates, as I'm sure you know, from the Italian into beautiful singing. And uh, so, whilst it is possible, uh, difficult, but um, um, not as you know, not as difficult to create any sound from a watch. Creating a beautiful sound um, is uh, is is no small no small feat. Um, it's quite interesting, really, because the you know there are no uh, there are no um, there are books on um, on how to produce a um, a watch that makes sound. You you and I could um, create a tourbillon um, if we had the um, if we had the watchmaking skills. Um, Sam, which I'm sure you have. Um, we could we could we could take a book out of the library and uh, and and learn how to build a tourbillon. Actually, that doesn't exist in um, in, in um, striking watches, charming watches. Uh, either a there are very few, relatively speaking, um, even versus tourbillons. And secondly, the few brands that have mastered it um, are very secretive about the process and now having spent more than two years working on the Bel Canto, we kind of understand why um, because there's a for us there was a huge process of trial and error um, to 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 get to where we wanted to get to with both the look of the watch, the aesthetic of the watch, and more importantly the sound of the watch. Um, so it's been a it's been a, an incredible journey it's I, I was describing it to people over the weekend as uh, it's a, it's a it's a story of four young men actually um and i don't care. you'll guess i don't care myself in 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 that number um i could be their father um but um those four men um uh, frank Stelzer, our technical director he he's just uh, reached his 40th birthday so he'll be pleased i'm calling him a young man um but um their average age is probably, including Frank, is, is certainly early 30s. Um, and uh, those four men are Frank Stelzer, who created the Calibre FS01, which is the movement with inside um, the Bel Canto. Uh, more of his uh, eureka moment in a second, because it really was a eureka moment for, for him and us. Uh, Will Brackfield, um, our designer. Adrian Bookman, our head of design, and York Bader, Jr., who is our head of product. Now, these four young men have spent um, more than two years perfecting, trying to perfect the bel canto. Um, at times, a labour of love. At times, a labour of hate. I mean, they, um, they've they've had some serious battles because um, not only did we want to produce a, uh, a watch that... Um, that chimed, we wanted to take um, the interesting, most beautiful parts of that and put it above the platine. Um, Sounds easy to do. It's not. And then even if you could take it um, above the platine, locating those most important parts so that they look beautiful to the wearer, is even more difficult, and of course that leads to huge tensions between design and engineering, because you know every time they requested that even a screw moved, you know, X millimeters, or was hidden behind the platine, which often was the case, because what we wanted to do is take a lot of the not so attractive elements of any movement and put it underneath the platine then every time those discussions took place, it meant that poor Frank and the guys would have literally days and weeks of work to try and accommodate uh, that aesthetic requirement. But what they have ended up with these four chaps is, um, I think, um, I think is something very important. It's certainly very important for us. Uh, You'll see, um, when we launched the watch, we're calling one of the these sort of marketing lines, if you like, is 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 that we've chosen is our finest hour, and actually, I think this is exactly what it is. It is uh, even even in some ways above and beyond uh, the creation of Calibre S H twenty one. This is uh, for a small independent watchmaker like ourselves uh, to have created something of this ilk. I think is. Um, um, you know, I, I do think I do honestly believe is quite spectacular, and I think it is an important watch in a number of different ways. Nobody, nobody has produced anything of this ilk anywhere near the sort of price point that we have uh, managed to achieve here.
0: If I'd seen this watch and not not immediately known that it was Christopher, because it's not overtly Christopher Ward is is not on the dial, I would oh. be thinking this is MBNF. Ulysse Nardan, something of that, that caliber, because it looks absolutely spectacular, even from the renders. So I know that, I know from reviewing other Christopher Ward watches that in person, it's going to look even better, but it's, it's such a, it's like a step up in evolution, isn't it? It's, it it looks, I can't wait to see one in person. The whole design aesthetic of it, I think making these high complications accessible to people as well is, is, a, re- is a real feat of
1: engineering. No, like I, you said. I, I, I thank you. And um, I'm bound to agree with you. I, I te- one of the most amazing things that happened over the weekend was that a customer had traveled some distance um, uh, to, to, to come and see us. Uh, and we showed him the bell counter. He broke into tears. I'm serious. It had that sort of impact on him. He never thought he would be able to own um, and wear a watch of this ilk. Um, And it was quite an emotional moment for the entire team, frankly. Um, It is, um, I do think it's an important watch on a number of levels. Um, And it is a watch without compromise. Um, We've talked about this before, about uh, our uncompromising approach. Um, You know, we, 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 adopted the same approach to this watch so working with some of the partners you're familiar with we've worked with before people like Armin Strom uh Armin Strom created the platine um so the 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 the, the blue platine on the watch um was Armin Strom why do we go to them for that because well they they're really um expert at um at creating um skeletonized watches and therefore um they're brilliant at creating uh, the sort of um, if you like plates that you can then um, work from, and this is not a typical dial. Obviously, <laughs> this is this is it's a it's you know the, the components are above the platine or the plate, the dial. If you like, uh, Chronode um, have um, we've worked with them again. We worked with Chronode um, last year on the c 60 concept, and what they've done for us this time is the um, the bridges. Um, the hammer and the gong, um, so the, the 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 really visible elements um, above the um, above the above the platine are done by Chronode, and you know, as you know, Cronode work with you know some of the uh, some of the brands that uh, you have just mentioned, um, and um, you know, more than a third of the cost of FSO one is in the finishing. Never mind the. Um, the bridges and the hammer and the gong itself it's actually in the uh, in the finishing and they're they're spectacularly good at finishing um so and then a company called vico Deco, who we've worked with for many many years they produce um parts for our um, caliber H sh21 and vico Deco work with people like um cartier Hublot, etc um they've created some special wheels um so that you can see uh, again um above the uh, the platine here because one of the beauties of of this is the guys have created the gear chain uh in the center of the um of the watch in a vertical format all adding to this beautiful symmetry um as i say the 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 aesthetic was really important to us to get right here and i think uh will and adrian have really created a a a genuinely beautiful looking watch um uh but not always easy <laughs> and not always thank not always thanked by frank and the guys so uh, um but yes it's it's uh, it's um it's it's a it's a it's a wonderful watch it really is do you mind if we just talk about
0: functionally how how it works so it's it's a man, it's obviously manual wind, is it and then um does it have? Does it have a separate no. mechanism for the actual check? No, it's not. Well, no, it's, it's an
1: automatic watch. Yeah. Um, okay. And uh, it's based on um, it's based on the base movement is uh, uh, an SW two hundred. Now we created mm, ten years ago or so now um, Calib JJ one which is the jumping hour module that. Um, Johannes Janker actually um, developed for us. Uh, Frank was working alongside him um, as his understudy at the time. Frank has since uh, uh, taken over, as you know. Um, and what Johannes created with um, the uh, with Calibre JJ1, the jumping hour module, was, a, was actually, and still is as far as we're aware, the most accurate jumping hour module that had ever been created, which is kind of a bold statement. But if you if you if you look at most jumping hours, um, they will ju- the hour will jump just be you know quite significantly in terms of seconds um, ahead of the striking of the hour. Yeah, what we wanted was it absolutely bang on. Yeah, so he created uh, an incredibly accurate jumping hour that changed absolutely on the hour, and to do that he had to. Um, make sure that the power um, to do that was spread over the course of the hour so that it was accumulated perfectly rather than all being in one sweep. Frank's eureka moment, which, um, which, I, um, which I referred to earlier, was he realised that it would be possible, he thought, in theory at least, to modify the jumping hour module and turn it, in, turn it into a, um, a chiming watch. Um, 50 new components later, uh, that's what he has achieved. Um, and the genesis of this, um, of, 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 um, of the Bel Canto, is actually in the Bellora, which we created for Meistersinger. Oh, wow. I'm not sure everybody understands that we, we, we produce most of Meistersinger's watches for them.
0: Um, oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, no.
1: probably 95% of all my Singers watches are ours. Wow. Um, So, um, which is interesting news for some people who don't know. Um, and uh, we created the Bellora um, for them, which was the striking watch. Now, which is a great watch. Um, the problem with the Bellora is not a problem, but for us, we wanted to show... striking mechanisms we wanted to show the hammer we wanted to show the gong we wanted above the platine was my singer put a classic my singer dial over it and in the original form um the bellora movement is not an attractive movement it doesn't have to be because it's going to be hidden and that's the journey that we went on to um take our bellora movement if you like into the bel canto which was this tension between engineering and design to create the most beautiful watch I think uh, we've ever created. Um, And so um, that was phase one. The phase two is the, um, you know, instead of being inside a stainless steel case, um, we learned early on that the best possible case for resonance of the sound, which is, as I say, really important to us, um, was to use uh, grade five titanium. So uh, the case is grade five titanium. Titanium is denser than steel and therefore creates a greater level of vibration and resonance. So you get a much better sound out of it. And actually, although nobody will see this, the work that the design team put into uh, inside the case to create the optimum cavern, if you like, for to generate the optimum amount of vibrations was just as important and as um, uh, and time consuming as the the variation of the light catcher case that we um that that adorns the the outside of the watch so it was um there's a lot of things here that most people will never get to see which uh uh all contributed to this the creation of this beautiful beautiful uh, sounding uh, chime uh, which as i say is in the key of d um, which, uh, for those of uh, for those who aren't that familiar with the solfege system, which is uh, the system that we're all familiar with from the sound of music, I think um, uh, <laughs> D is Ray, a drop of golden sun. And uh, I think uh, I think uh, anybody who's lucky enough to own and wear a um, bell canto will definitely have a drop of golden sun arriving in their lives. That's for sure. When we've shown this watch to people, they've Their guesses at prices, even knowing that it's Christopher Ward, have ranged from sort of 8,000 to, in one case, 30,000. The opening price um, in uh, in, in dollars for a Vicuna strap, Vicuna leather strap, beautiful strap, is uh, 3,595 dollars, 3,595 dollars, rising to... Three nine seven five on the titanium bracelet, and the titanium bracelet gives it a again a very interesting different look. It sportifies it a little bit, but um, for uh, you know below three thousand six hundred dollars, uh, at entry level, um, you know, as I, as we say earlier, Sam, uh, nobody has come anywhere near, anywhere near this sort of um, quality of watch, of complication and finishing. Um, ever. And I, that's why I think it is an important watch. I think it, uh, it does. And that's why one of our customers, I think, was brought to tears. I mean, it, it, he genuinely didn't think he would ever be able to own a watch of this ilk And we all look at, you know, MBNFs, you know, we look at Legacy One and Twos and 101s, and we all, wow, you know, and these are, these are, you know, 50,000, 80,000. And um, watches, and uh, you know, this is this is in the stratosphere, isn't it, for most people, and out of most people's reach. Now, I'm not suggesting that you know, three and a half thousand dollars is cheap. It's not. It's and and it would still be out of many people's um, reach. Um, But it brings a whole new number of people into potential ownership of um, of something of this ilk, and that's, uh, I think, you know, we're rather proud of that
0: before we before we finish up here is it limited to three three
1: hundred pieces um oh wow uh although um from the demand we've had already um even people wanting to buy it unseen uh they've heard about it and haven't seen it um, um we're not we can't we won't uh, increase the um increase the numbers of uh, of uh, of the blue uh, the azoro blue but uh, i think we may be forced to uh, bring out uh, a second color and um that's for sure. <laughs> but this move, this 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 complication, will be with us for a number of years. It'll take different um, routes going forward. Um, it's uh, it's so such a clever thing that Frank has uh, devised here that it, uh, you know, I, I, I we're already beginning to think about how we will apply it in a different way in at some point in the future. But uh, for the for the meanwhile, um, we we just. Um, we can just all sort of um, uh, think and talk and wonder about the uh, the Belcanto.
0: Mike, thanks so much for joining us. That was fascinating. I'll leave all the links to the the website in the description
1: down below. Uh, always
0: appreciate having you on. Always,
1: always, always a pleasure, Sam. And I can't wait to when you'll be uh, high, as you know you're high up on the list to receive uh, to receive a sample. I, I really, I, I'm not suggesting you're going to cry. Um, (laughs) when you see it. But I I know, knowing you now as well as I do, I think you're going to absolutely love this watch in the metal.
0: I'm sure I will. I can't wait. I can't wait. Well, thanks again. And we'll see you all on Casual Watch Talk next time. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.